What up, guys? Jen here with another episode of Obesity Sucks. I know it's been totally a while, and I've got some really great news. I have actually started my weight loss journey um, officially about the 28th, uh, well, last day of February to be exact, and uh, it's been going well. Um, I mean, nothing to really report except for the fact that you know, the first two weeks were a struggle, and here we are. So I've been kind of just, you know, spending those two weeks just really helping myself get over cravings, getting myself into consistent um, healthy regimens, and just making sure that I was really getting myself in a good mindset. You know, I talk about that a lot. Mindset is everything. Because if you don't go into anything with the right mindset, you're just going to fail or you're setting yourself up to fail. So uh, I just really have uh, met a lot of amazing people. I have uh, um, made sure to um, put specific uh, things into motion to make sure that I have a safety net and that I do not fail, even during times when my body wants to obviously fail. And one of those things is um, I have started a small um, accountability group. And I want to talk about that in this episode. So there's a couple of things that I've, I've watched over the years, um, some documentaries, and one of them was called Fat, Sick, and Dying. And the first movie was just super inspirational. It was about a gentleman that came over from Britain here to the U.S. I probably just completely botched that. I think he's Australian, actually. And um, he traveled all over the U.S. and juiced. And I'm trying to remember if it was for 60 days or 90 days, but I know it was more than a month. And what started it was he had, well, he was obese, but he had a rare skin condition. And it was actually a very similar skin condition to what I had as well as a young child. Um, He was on a lot of different types of medications for this skin condition. And uh, because of the medication, depression and things like um, just all together, just, you know, fed into his his need to eat and self soothe, um, with food. And he is an entrepreneur, um, business owner. He has, you know, a very successful business. And so he hired a camera crew to kind of follow him around with just a little juicer and stop at different places all over the U S and, uh, purchase produce juice it. And then talk to the community there about juicing just to kind of help himself continue on his journey. It was like talking about it helped. um, It was like being an affirmation because when you talk to other people about what you want to do in life, um, it empowers you to want to continue to do it more. And which is one of the reasons why I also started this podcast, because I truly believe that if you talk about what you want in life, you will lead yourself down the path to acquire it. And it's like putting it out there in the universe. So that way you're telling the universe, hey, I really want this in life and I'm going to be intentional with what I want. And then I'm going to keep talking about it. So that way I remind myself, this is the way that I, I want to go in life. And so that's what he did. Um, he was very successful about it. And towards the last leg up um, on his journey, uh, he met another gentleman that was a trucker that also had this very rare skin condition and to talk about the skin condition a little bit more, I think it affects like maybe one and 2% of the world's population. Like it's very, very rare. 
And he found this gentleman just at a random stop. He was just pulled over to take a rest, get some um, fresh vegetables and fruit for his juice. And he ran into this trucker and they just immediately bonded. And so the rest of the movie was just kind of like about his experience and also this gentleman's experience and then kind of how they both struggled with food as well. Because uh, he didn't, um, the gentleman that he met did not have the means, um, like the gentleman that was hosting the movie, to medicate himself for the skin condition. So he really self-sued. I think he was almost almost 500 pounds. Like he was, he was a big guy. Um so they just built this amazing relationship and that's kind of how the ending of the first movie ended. There's a lot more obviously. And then there's a really nice ending to the end that just kind of gives you hope for humankind. Um, and I don't want to give it away. You know, you can find it on Netflix, but the second movie is what really inspired me. Cause it's like, yeah, even though when you hit your goal weight or you start to get towards that direction of hitting your goal weight, what do you do now? You know, how do you stay consistent? How do you, um, know that what you're doing is right. And so, and I talk about this a lot. Obesity is a disease that you constantly for the rest of your life have to fight. And so how do you put in the correct measures, even when you hit your goal weight to continue to make sure that you're not going to fall off the rails and binge and not only gain all the weight back, but then some, and then you're even worse off than when you started. Um, so the second movie came out, it, it was a long time. I think it was like five or six years gap between the two movies and it was called fat, sick and dying too. You know, um, I don't know if that one is on Netflix, I, but I think I've seen it on Hulu and that movie is, it answers that question. You know, what happened to these gentlemen after, you know, five years, where are they at now? You know, how did they continue to work on their diet, their skin condition, and they both, even the gentleman that, you know, had the means to continue on and then the gentleman that didn't have exactly, you know, the kind of means that the, the host had, they both still fell off the wagon. So it kind of shows that no matter if you're a person of wealth or I'm sorry, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy, a person that is of means, not fully wealthy, because if you're wealthy, that means that you have... Uh, you've surrounded yourself with love, care, uh, positivity. There's there's different terms for wealth and rich. So this gentleman obviously had the means. And so it doesn't matter if you have the means or if you're um, um, menial, uh, you can still run into the same feelings, um, depression, you know, all of that. And uh, so either one of them were not really taking care of themselves. One of them was diving back into work. The other one was diving into bad decisions, not really having the community. Either one of them did not have the community to enforce their need for healthy habits and encourage them to keep going. So my goal when I started this uh, weight loss journey was to surround myself with not only people that suffer from the same condition, but want as much as I do the result, the end results. Cause you can find people all day long that will tell you, Oh, I want to really lose weight. And then, you know, two weeks later they fall off and they do what they want to do. They go back into eating. And when you find somebody who is hell bent and determined to say enough is enough and to know how to say no, and you both can tell each other, no, then that's a person you want in your corner. So it's okay to have somebody who is 
obese and losing the weight to be your accountability partner. You don't have to have a skinny person to be an accountability partner, but you need to know if that person is very serious as you are about going on to the right direction, because if the person hits a speed bump, which we will, and we have, I've got a couple stories about that as well, um, that the other person can stop and, and be the person outside the box and see the emotional eating, the, the turn in the events, the, you know, the getting prepared to fall off the wagon because you both have, um, to say, stop what you're doing. You're about to make a bad decision. Don't do it. And it's one of the reasons why AA, um, your sponsor is somebody who has been an alcoholic or a drug addict or however, you know, what they've been through, um, but they've been through it longer and they know how, when you're, they can see the signs of when you're about to fall off the wagon. So that's why it's good to have somebody who understands your disease. Um, so I started with 12 gals, um, when I originally created my, um, my group and I am down to four. And the reason why I'm down to four is because I quickly realized who was serious and who was not serious. And when I am changing my life and they're wanting to change theirs, um, it's not for everybody. And I want to influence those that want to change their life. But if they are going to make excuses and not listen to reason, vice versa, um, and say, no, I'd rather eat that donut. I'm sorry. Then I cannot help you unless you're ready to help yourself. If I can tell you, uh, you're about to eat a donut and you look down and go, Oh my goodness. And put it down. Um, then we can work with each other. So when, when I'm going through this transition, I really want people who are headstrong like I am. So it's been working out um, and it's been progressing and we have had struggles, especially the first two weeks, because the first two weeks is kind of the hardest. I would say 21 days um, because it takes 21 days for the brain to reprogram itself and learn something new. And really, I'm... Um, my goal is just to stay around 12, 1300 calories, eat right. I've completely cleansed my entire house of anything that could possibly be unhealthy processed food. Um, all I have in my, my, my house looks like a produce stand. Um, it has nothing but fresh, fresh, organic, uh, vegetables, um, nuts, seeds, um, meats, um, if it's uncured, if possible, low sodium, um, almost got rid of all types of sugar. I didn't realize there was even a such thing as uh, coconut sugar. <laughs> That's new to me. Um, but, you know, I just the fact that you can take an extra 30 seconds to look at the back of a bag or the back of a plastic wrap and go, you know, this is this is not going to work for me and put it back, the more you retain it to memory and then you don't pick it up again. So it's just through process and and knowing what works and plus being a part of such a a, a different um uh I have ladies in my group that are older and younger, so they have different styles of eating, uh different recipes, so it's really cool to see them interact with one another and support one another. And uh, so I really think I've got a good group of gals here and it doesn't even have to be gals. It's just that's who reached out to me when I reached out um, into a couple specific groups and said, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And it just happened to be ladies. <laughs> 
And uh, so that's kind of where I landed. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I do want to get back on the bandwagon and doing my podcast. I was just really adamant about those first two weeks of being very hyper-focused on um, getting into my daily regiment. Like, this is what I'm going to do for breakfast. This is what I'm going to do for lunch. And I'll admit, the second week, I was feeling a little down on the weather. I think I slept like 12 hour days just simply because my body was repairing itself. My brain was reprogramming itself and I feel clear. I feel more energetic. Um, and now I'm at a point where I just need to be consistent. You know, I need to just not find like an emotional installment and go eat you know? <laughs> instead just reach out to my ladies and say, Hey guys, I had a crap day. I want to eat a donut. <laughs> and I know I keep using donuts, but it's, you know, you get the point. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I, um, and I'm still kind of looking for some peeps that maybe want to do uh, co-hosting, maybe talk about their own experiences. I would love somebody who has transformed their life. And I'm not talking about you're not getting on my show to sell something. I just want to hear somebody come on my show and say, Jen, I lost 150 pounds. It took me two, three years. I don't care how long it took you. But I've been consistent. I know this is my life now. This is what I dealt with emotionally. This is the emotional problems I'm dealing with. And this is me. I would love to hear your story just because it's inspiring to me. And it tells a story of that it's doable. I know we see stories all the time of people's before and afters, but they're always selling some magic pill or, you know, selling some type of crazy shake. I just want to hear somebody who just ate right did some mild exercise. I don't want somebody who's like freaking hit the gym four, five times a, a week and went hog crazy. I want to hear a realistic story that, you know, is relatable like mine. Like I'm just focusing on my diet right now. I'm not saying I'm not going to, you know, get into some crazy workouts. Um, I do work out, but I'm not crazy about it. I'm just doing it enough that it's getting the stress off my body, getting my, blood moving and pumping and really helps with elasticity. Like the, when I do yoga, oh my goodness, I feel so centered. Uh, meditation is like my front runner. I'm always meditating at least once a day. I think it's one of the greatest ways to keep yourself in a consistency when you can level out your, um, I, I need to really research this better, but there's, um, things in your brain that if left unchecked, they kind of get sporadic. And when you meditate, they level out and it's like a smooth wave and it can really help you see clearer, um, see the world around you. Um, and maybe it's, I think it's like radical ions or something like that. Um, and so that's, I just, I feel that when I meditate, like when I'm done, I'm just like, uh, it's just refreshing. And I've definitely upped my water. I'm doing like 120 ounces of water a day that you, they say to take your body weight, divide it in half by ounces. And that's how much you're supposed to drink. I tried to do 150 ounces and I felt like my brain was going to explode. So that's a little hard for me, but usually 120, 125, I feel okay. So I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I still drink coffee, guys. I haven't given up my coffee game, but I have definitely given up sugar in my coffee. Um, I've found other means of doing sugar, um, sorry, doing coffee, but 
I still love my caffeine in the morning. I know some people say caffeine can be like a gateway drug to wanting sugar, but I feel fine after I have straight coffee. So I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) If I have to give anything up, please let me keep my coffee. (laughs) So I hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I am so blessed to have the opportunity to produce these podcasts and to talk about my day to day and to talk about what's on my mind. So that way I can reach out to somebody who may be feeling the same way and need to hear a familiar voice. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a blessed day. Happy Sunday and have an amazing week next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.